0: Really? Now that's been established by CERN in Switzerland. You know, oh, here,
1: here we go. CERN yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I love I'm it. getting too
0: deep here too quickly. Oh, no, let's Maybe.
1: go. Let's go deep, Ron. Let's do it. <laughs> Welcome back to the Bigfoot Society podcast. I'm your host, Jeremiah Byron. Every week, I talk to a different individual in the cryptozoology niche uh, author, artist, researcher, all sorts of different people. This week, I have the privilege of talking to bigfoot researcher and sierra sounds producer and so much more ron moorhead this interview we covered ground that has never been covered before in the bigfoot society podcast so saddle up you're gonna love it if you're watching this on youtube make sure to please like this video subscribe to this channel for more uh interviews and leave in the comments what your thoughts about the Sierra sounds uh, are, what you thought when you heard the audio that we'll be playing in a few minutes. Uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes or any other podcast platforms, please subscribe, leave us a five-star review as well. And if you'd like to hear the extra interview with Ron, you can go ahead and go over to patreon.com forward slash Bigfoot Society. For $7 a month, you get the extra interviews. Uh, the chance to be in the after show with uh, my guests and ask them a question yourself. You get a sweet membership card and so much more. But let's get to our interview with Ron Moorhead and uh, definitely sit back enjoy this uh, very interesting and enlightening uh, fun interview with Ron Moorhead, producer of the Sierra Sounds. All right. Well, thanks for coming back to the Bigfoot Society podcast. I have the pleasure of talking to a new friend of Ron Moorhead. Uh, You may have heard uh, the name, of course. He's uh, a classic Bigfoot researcher for sure, uh, someone that I uh, highly admire. But let's uh, take a few minutes kind of going through uh, a little bit about Ron in case you don't, as we do have people listening to this Uh, that are not just all about Bigfoot. They like things like Dogman. And so you you may have a little bit to learn tonight. So uh, Ron Moorhead has been known for decades for his worldwide research into the Bigfoot Sasquatch phenomenon. He's an author, researcher, lecturer, experiencer, and producer of the Sierra Sounds. Uh, To date, he comes closer than any other researcher to having a complete body of evidence. He's the author of uh, the books Voices in the Wilderness, and also the Quantum Bigfoot. And uh, for those of you that like to watch uh, different shows or in, uh, you know involved with different Bigfoot programs, you may remember him being involved with things such as uh, Expedition Bigfoot, uh, Leska Killer Bigfoot, things of that nature. He seems to always kind of pop up, which is, is fun, definitely. Um, well, Ron, pleasure to have you on tonight. Um, well, you, I would love to start with let's uh give our audience a quick maybe a a quick advice uh which would be interesting so let's pretend that i'm going on my first uh, bigfoot hunt tomorrow and what advice would you give to me as a new researcher how would i want to be prepared to have a mindset of
0: oh like i say uh just in a filming today actually uh you don't you if you're coming down in a parachute, you really want it to open. So treat your mind like a parachute and keep an open mind, and uh, just be simple. Don't uh, don't try to make something happen because uh, they're going to deal with you on their terms, their time, and uh, just be uh, be yourself. And if yourself is what they want to deal with,
1: they'll tune into your frequency and they'll deal with you. Oh, so uh, so you're saying they can they can tell if you're you're being true to yourself uh they can they can sense that that's very i think true.
0: a lot of uh animals can read auras it's sure. the energy that surrounds you and and as tesla said everything is energy frequency and vibration so if you got the right frequency and the right mindset uh they might just want to deal with you
1: wow did, and just to, just to verify you're talking about nikolai tesla yes okay cool cool yeah. just for the audience, yeah. yeah he's like what's wrong talking about we got this electric car and bigfoot's here <laughs> no nikolai tesla uh yeah that's a, a fascinating uh historical figure for sure uh, may, yeah we'll we'll talk more about that later uh the whole uh i uh, want to get into the, the quantum uh, bigfoot's uh, side of things as well but um we let's try i'm gonna try to play some uh a sound from your website here ronmorehead.com. uh we're gonna try this and then i want to get your your thoughts on uh something i've uh, shared so let me go ahead and get that popped up right now here so give that a minute and okay so ron i'm gonna play a sound and then i want to get uh, your thoughts on, uh, explain what we just heard. So here we go. (laughs) All right. And, uh, were you able to you were able to hear that correct i did yes. awesome all right so i'm curious ha, ha, there's gotta be you've had uh i mean a, quite a while to come up with a killer elevator pitch for what we just heard and i'm i'm curious <laughs> what that is ron well
0: usually the sounds are played after i explain them you know which uh, oh okay all I, right well that's okay I, yeah. yeah no it's it just yeah. i put on my site to let people hear a little bit of what we have and we recorded these things in the Sierra Nevada Mountains, about an eight-mile trek into a wilderness uh, area, 8,400 feet in elevation, and pretty imposing area to get to. These things started coming around our camp, making these, these uh, vocalizations like that. And we thought they were probably just some kind of a wild animal. It's a hunting camp. We were there to hunt, not to look for Bigfoot. None of us were looking for Bigfoot, really. Uh, but they started coming back and repeating, they coming back into the camp. and we were concerned because some of the sounds at first were very aggressive sounding, very, mm. very aggressive. And then they started chattering like you just heard. And uh, this went on and on. And we're in 1972 is when we took a investigator in there, uh, Alan Berry, and yeah. he, uh, he, he recorded the same sounds and he was looking for a hoax, like most people thought it was. But he had him studied these sounds at the University of Wyoming, at a professor, uh, current electrical engineer uh, professor of electrical and he determined that the sounds were were uh, not manufactured. There were, no 60 cycle humming, in which we showed pre-recording, re-recording, and none of that took place. It was all uh, uh, real, and they had not been speeded up or slowed down, and, and they're inside, outside, above, and below the average human range uh, sounds that he studied. So that that. It was a pretty good little hurdle that Albury Fostered that study, and uh, uh, of course we didn't know at the time what we are dealing with, and uh, to this day we don't really know. They no. have a big foot, so I guess we got a couple of bigfoot. But they had a big voice and they're, they're huge beings. Uh, again, uh, the first uh, they were pretty aggressive sounding, and we didn't know if he was gonna. We were all heavily armed. We had our guns with us. The hunting camp. Sure. So really, uh we didn't know if we were going to have to shoot our way out or if these things were gonna come in and get us, or they were just arguing at each other over the salt and pepper they was going to put on us where they got us, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, right. So we just uh, uh, ended up not shooting our way out, not having to deal with that, got complacent with it a little bit and started trying to deal with them and see what was going on. Because for some reason they found us curious and it was coming around our camp at night. Mm. and. Uh, didn't leave anything but their tracks for evidence. And that's what Al Barry, we didn't know it at the time, but that's what he was looking for was evidence of a trickster, okay. a or one of us pulling something off or something going on like that. But, but it, it wasn't that way. And uh, we knew that, but he didn't. And he was trying to do a professional job. He was an investigative reporter, actually. So uh, anyway, it wasn't until um, well, later on in 2008 when uh, a cryptolinguist uh, retired from the Navy as a cryptolinguist, Scott Nelson's his name. And he got a hold of me. He's a two-time graduate of Navy uh, a, a Foreign Languages uh, Institute in Monterey to study languages for the military to see if it is number one a language or just some kind of a code going through, or if there's any deception in the messages and stuff like that. So he he studied them also. He heard them by accident and came out and interviewed me and Albert the same, and he got the context of all the sounds that we, he was hearing and. Went back and studied him himself. He said, You know, this is a language mm. by the human definition of language, which means something, means a lot to me, actually, because only humans have the vocal mechanism for language, sapient language, like I'm giving it, like I'm talking right now. No other animal has that on the face of this planet, according to Dr. Lieberman at, at Brown University. Yet these things have that. And uh, that makes it, that takes it to a the level for for me. If they have that, that means there's a, Possible human component to them, and now the DNA is is also uh, supporting some of that because what they thought was just contaminated DNA that they were getting because it had human genome or human uh, human uh, human I don't know what you call it <laughs> in them that uh, there was contaminated. That's what they thought, mm, okay. but now they're thinking maybe that where they're so close to human that there is human in them or we have bigfoot in us depending on what came first the chicken or the egg oh, you know wow so anyway uh, these things i think have been around for eons they've evolved and uh, uh dr uh, uh, heater Heater, heather something like that he's written a paper on it and he took the uh the study that uh, dr melvin ketchum did and took another sure. spin on it instead of going to the well there's no nuclear dna for the male counterpart and she she took and went into the biblical texts of the uh, aliens uh, coming down and, and, and infiltrating the, the human genome. And, uh, and he took it to another different direction of the relic, how coming through and just inbreeding with the humans and becoming more human-like. So you can take your choice at which road you want to go down, but either one's a rabbit hole.
1: Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> but, for sure.
0: <laughs> but what was going on with that sound you heard there was uh, two of them, I think. and Yeah. And we was recording them for... From 71 on to 76 when the close-in stuff stopped. No. Other things kept going on, but uh, nothing close-in. I write about that in my first book, Voices and Wilderness, and that's uh, what I think might have stopped them, coming in close. Or they just lost interest in us, because we thought we were setting them. We underestimated what we are dealing with at the time, really. We thought, you know, there's just something out there unique, and we didn't know what we are dealing with. And, uh, so we, we didn't get a picture. We set up camera traps trying to trick them, but they seemed to go around those when they, <laughs> how they knew they were there. They, we set up a thread six foot high, so they'd trip it when they come in. and Oh, wow. They, they'd go a different way and, uh, to come in after the food that we was leaving out. So uh, they seemed to stay a step ahead of us, which makes mm. it very intuitive. That wasn't all that was going on. There was other things going on in that camp that uh, we couldn't get answers to. Al Berry, the investigative reporter, had a master's degree in science, and he said, "Stay with science, whatever you do, because don't talk about these strange things going on, or you won't okay. get invited to talk anywhere." So, so I didn't for a long time, but I, I do now, and that's when I came out with my second book, uh, the Quantum Bigfoot, because I think it goes into another science. Sure. And we can get into that whenever you want to, but that's a long way around about trying to tell you what the first sound was all about. <laughs> that's
1: that's awesome. Um, for I, I would love to have. Uh, so for context, so in 70, you're, you say you're 71, about five years. Um, the interesting thing I, I want listeners to understand is, so uh, Ron has that research going on, which is an extremely close pro- um, proximity time-wise to the Patterson-Gimlin film, which was in 1967. Um, th- th- was there any... Um, was there any overlap between the the two camps or was it that your stuff was going on? Did you have any knowledge of what had gone on with the Patterson-Gimlin film? Do you remember uh, I remember the film. Okay. Uh, didn't
0: give it a whole lot of credit. In fact, I lived in Northern California at the time. And they, okay. they thought it at the time it was just a wild ending or something out there. They didn't.
1: Interesting. So,
0: uh, and so it wasn't on our radar at all. Uh, it got on my radar the right away, though because i didn't start going in until 71 but the johnson brothers who really uh, was the seniors in the camp they they were going there since 1958 and uh, oh, wow what what may have been around before that they don't know but uh, they just never thought about bigfoot it was hunting and a lot of bear up there and nice game good good hunting area mm. so so they was very private about who went in there and, and i i was friends with them but i okay. uh, wasn't a hunter when one of the guys got scared off by these sounds, uh, not one of the Johnsons, but a different man, uh, he, would, he wouldn't he would go back. And the wives were worried because the guys hadn't came out. Because, again, you don't know what you're dealing with. You don't know. Yeah. You just don't know. It's a monster out there. But he came out and said, you know what? They were telling you what the Johnsons said. This was 71. is true. There's some kind of monster up there. And this guy's... Very religious. He didn't know where okay. to put that in his paradigm. You know, he just oh yeah, just best the giants aren't supposed to be around anymore. Oh yeah, right. And these things were huge. Wow. So uh, the wise were worried. Uh, the guys didn't come out when they were supposed to. So he 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 was going to go back, but he wouldn't go back by himself. He asked me to go with him, and that's how I got involved. Really, and that was seventy one, and that's really when the the actual vocalizations started. Was uh, okay seventy one because. Uh, Warren Johnson thinks one of them got burnt on the stove or something, because they'd gone in the shelter and they had a teapot. They had an old stove that been hauled uh-huh. up there. They're reassembled, really simple, you know, on the mules and all. And uh, they really made a commotion and they didn't know what it was, but they wow. realized those sounds were not from a bear. And, and they went out later when everything stopped, they seen this huge track there in the mud. And, hmm. uh, and then they knew something else was crawling here. Came out, and that's when they told the other guys, and they started going up. One of the guys who, like I say, went up, he he got scared off and just wouldn't go back.
1: That's uh, by himself
0: anyway. So anyway, got in. All the guys were okay, and that's how I got involved. And okay, a you know, I, I hunter after that, and I started hunting with them and experiencing these beings, and
1: so there you are. That that's that's awesome. So you, were you in your? If I could uh, ask. Were you in your yeah, 20s or, or 30s? I was 29.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll be
1: 80 wow. years old this, this summer. So. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. It's yeah, so so 29. Still, still upright. <laughs> Yeah, still, still rocking it for sure. It good, then, yeah. I mean, you're sending me like, <laughs> you're sending me a emoji from your iPhone, dude. I was I'm loving it in that email. That was that was amazing. I was like, what? Rod is rocking it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious. So I'm curious, our, uh, was that your first interaction with Bigfoot and introduction to Bigfoot or did you have in your 29, uh, 28 years prior to this, did you also have, uh, were you interested in Bigfoot? Did you have interactions in other ways or? Was this no, not charge? at
0: all. Not at all. Uh, okay. No. no, I was just a businessman. Like like the other guys were too. Okay. Uh, at least three or four of us were, it was five, five of us all together. And, uh, uh, they were substantial people in the community. Um, I had several restaurants, and uh, I was ah. doing very well. And uh, ended up, uh, well, anyway, they didn't want to talk about it except to their close friends. None of us did because, at those days in the '70s, you know, you got kind of laughed at because of the cartoonist name of bigfoot. But I got to tell you, those things are out there, and uh, yeah. I don't try to convince anybody they're out there. I just try to tell them what I've, I've discovered and and uh, what I, how I put the dots together for a possible picture of what these things could be and what they could represent. and I think it's very important for people to know uh, what I'm thinking, and they can take it mm. where they want to take it. You don't have to believe it if you don't want to, but you don't have choices in life. And these things are there yeah. for a reason, and uh, they've been around for possibly longer than we have. Yeah. <laughs> and that depends on how you want to look at creation and how it all took place, you know
1: that is that's absolutely true yeah that's uh that is that is true I, I love that i love that um over the years did you have any other uh notable bigfoot interactions or encounters besides the the sierra sounds or uh, i've had a few things happen
0: yes uh but nothing like the sierra camp had because sure. there's, there's a strange sure. anomalies happened up there with us and Really? Uh, it's just, uh, you know, we went. I've been on investigation a lot and been traveling a lot. I've been around the world very well, you're looking at this sure. phenomena around these things. and uh, But yeah, I'll, actually, a good one happened when Barry and I went on an expedition. These guys called us and they said that they had in the sightings every once in a while, glimpses of these things way back in the wilderness up by Lake Amador. And uh, so I flew up there in my plane and uh, Picked us up at the airport and we went back in the wilderness with them. And uh, we was all standing around the fire and they'd tell us about what went on and, and what was going on at this place. And all of a sudden, this rock was whizzing by us like <laughs> the oh, speed wow. of an arrow, just so fast, hit this tree oh, closer to us. And we found the rock the, rock the next morning. Uh, these guys took off. They said, We're not standing, but whatever threw that thing had to have an arm like you wouldn't believe, or it was catapulted by something <laughs> yeah. extremely big. Because uh, this, just, anyway, uh, don't know what that was all about other than something was there. Albert and I stayed there that night. We found the rock the next morning. We are chipped off the, the tree, the bark on the tree. So that was kind of uh, fun because we never had rocks thrown at us at our camp. But these things, I think, when they throw rocks, they, they don't intend to hit you. They just intend to get you out of that area and they don't want you there. And uh, so. A lot of people claim that rocks have been thrown at him. I know a, a friend of mine in a, a Olympia, Olympia Park, the Olympia National yeah, Forest yeah, yeah. up there, he yeah. had a, uh, a rock thrown over his head. Sure, yeah. And uh, he turned around and see one of these things right, right there. And uh, that means don't go that way. What, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, a they, way? they probably don't want yeah. to play around. Well, yeah. there could be a young one involved. Uh, well, who true. knows what yeah. they're doing when they do that? But that's, uh, I got to tell you, one time, though, I got to. Warren Johnson's son, Larry, he, he claims he had a rock thrown over his head when he's coming in a different direction, which don't usually okay. go that way. You can't take the animals that way at all. You have to be a, yeah. a billy goat to come that way. He came that way and had uh, something thrown over his head the size of a, a grapefruit. And he, it well, wasn't something that just fell, it was something that actually catapulted throw over him. And uh, he told us about when he got into camp, but he don't go that way anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't like that for sure. Um, is there a story from your years of research that you wish you got to tell more or maybe the chance to tell it has never come up or is all is everything out there?
0: You know, I try to put everything out there. People yeah. ask me, I tell okay. them. I, I've been into uh, um, Nepal, I've been into uh, Moscow, into Siberia, into uh, South America a couple of times studying the elongated skulls. To see if they had anything to do with the uh, sagittal crest that's so often reported on Bigfoot up here. And uh, let see if there was a crumb trail of anything bringing that elongated skulls because they're naturally elongated. I was down there with two different scientists and studying those and uh, you know, they have a, uh, a single parietal. We have two parietals, one on each side of our head, you know, okay. the sagittal suture in the middle. And these things don't have a sagittal suture. <laughs> well, they just got one elongated and they weren't cradle boarding. You know, people say, well, there was a cradle board. Well the Incas cradleboarded their youth and royalty to try to emulate what these pre-Inca people had, which was, I think we think, the ability to move these big mega structures around. And I mean, they, they took hundred ton boulders from miles away and put up on this 13,000 foot mountain, they placed them together like a jigsaw puzzle. And uh, you don't know how they did it today because there's no mortar involved. It's not like the masons or something. It's incredible. So, yeah. Yeah, it is incredible. So when you see that stuff, and then you see the remains of things, things that were, were human, like I did. It kind of lets you open your mind up a little more. Well, something with advanced technology has been here before, a long time ago, mm. and they're responsible for a lot of the structures we see all over the world now. It's been exposed to us, and um, it's it's just happening everywhere. So I was with Brian Forrester down there, and he, oh, uh, yeah, he's sure. quite, yeah, quite a, quite a guide. He knows oh, more yeah. about, about that area than the locals do. He's a he's a good
1: guy. He's a. I mean, I've heard a, a few of his interviews on uh, the podcast "Blurry Creatures," and the guy is. Uh, I know you're on that as well. But that gentleman is. A, he's a smart guy. He's got a lot of knowledge for sure. Yeah, he is,
0: and uh, he he loves it down. There. He's married to a local out of uh, Lima, there, uh, lady, and he gets around quite a bit. So.
1: Fantastic, fantastic. Um, <laughs> I, I'm curious. Uh, do you have any uh you were just recently there's probably a few uh, listeners and watchers that are like i remember this guy from alaska killer bigfoot do you have any cool stories <laughs> from like being involved with that that was uh, some pretty cool episodes that you were yeah you know uh
0: they take the narrative alaska. they want they interview oh yeah sure
1: for a yeah. long time you know how that works and, i got
0: gotcha. you yeah uh, I, I i i talk about <clears throat> a little quantum physics how everything is energy frequency and vibration and Somehow a lot of people report these things disappearing over the years. And I used to just throw those people out like most researchers would because nothing can disappear. Right? Well, interesting wrong things can disappear from our parameters from what we can see. We only see within lights frequency, which is 430 terahertz and 770 terahertz and there's all these other frequencies out there. And according to quantum physics, there's, and by the way, quantum physics is not just a theory. It's been proven mathematically that these Mm. other dimensions exist we just don't see them. We can only see within our three dimensional environment. So really uh, I, I got into that a little bit with them up there and uh, we talked about how if they can change their matter. There's who they are into energy only that would cause them to disappear. Cause the native uh, lore says a lot of it anyway, says that they live in two worlds, that the uh, spirit beings who can disappear. Well, they say they live in trees also. Well. So I, I said that that could live in trees. Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I don't know how yeah. it came out, but it yeah. is you know, it, 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 there's no prelude to it. You know, it's just bam. They live in trees. Oh, well, that sounds a little. That sounds a little crazy. You know, and you just you, know, you got to talk about what, well, what, what could cause that? What science could could actually make that happen? Okay. But I, I, I was on a podcast here just a day or two ago too, and and I say you know. If they can change somehow through their frequency because their vocal mechanism is so much superior to ours. I mean, it goes really high frequencies we can't even hear, but we can, they go so high and then all of a sudden they're out of our, our hearing. We don't hear intrasound or ultrasound, but it's there. There's a lot of things we don't hear, see, or even smell. But uh, they it, it can go out of our, our perception by changing into another dimension, possibly, which means changing their matter into energy. By the way, that was established mathematically. It happened by Dr. Dirac, D-I-R-A-C, in 1933. He got a Nobel Prize for, okay. for the equation in quantum physics that says matter can change in energy. Really? Now that's really? been established by CERN in Switzerland. You know, oh, boy. hydrogen fighter.
1: Here we go. CERN, yeah. CERN stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm it. getting too
0: deep here too quickly. No, maybe. let's go.
1: Let's go deep, Ron. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh,
0: that's been established now. Uh, matter can change into energy. That's a fact. And yeah. it's been proven now. The, the mathematical equation that the doctor from Florida established and got a Nobel Prize for it. So anyway, if they can change their matter into energy, uh, they can they can be seen as cloaking through that dimension of time, maybe into a fifth dimension and uh, or somewhere, who knows. But uh, that may be how people are seeing them in this cloaking type can they disappear they can go out of our perception yes and what happens then i don't know but i, I got a, an idea that they go into a fifth dimension because time as we perceive it don't exist in that other dimension anyway interesting and if they can um, if they can change the, that uh, matter into energy but somehow they can change the energy back into matter and i think it's done through frequency and if okay. uh, they can change the frequency right of course if you get the frequency right on anything you can change the matter and that's Einstein. You know, no matter what, yep, energy yeah. is everything. That's yep. all there is to it. He says, and if you can, oh, if you can learn the frequency of anything, your perception can take it into, uh, into, uh, well, as uh, a statement, that he says. I don't have it in front of me. I could read it to you exactly, but gotcha. You can change matter into energy. You can have anything you want, and that's how I think our masters did. Did they? That's how they did what they did uh, through uh, through that's how the miracles perform. Cause we can find the energy of something. You can change its matter. So that's how you can get yourself better by raising your frequency higher. Uh, you learn the frequency of anything and you can change it. Uh, yeah. I didn't get too deep. And no, there's no,
1: there's no too deep Ron, for sure. Um, <laughs> to, so when someone sees, a you big, know what I got to do? Hang on a second. I got to yeah, plug yeah. this in. I Take thought I time, had power sure. here. Yeah, uh, you got it. My battery's running out. Oh, Hang on my. just a second. <laughs> no sweat, Ron. No sweat. All right, Ron. I'm going to tell you what's happening, uh, audio listener. So Ron is taking a few minutes to plug something in. Uh, we've had a, a rocking chat so far about. Uh, we were just starting to get into quantum, uh, bigfoot stuff, and I got a uh, whole questions to uh, talk to Ron. Of course, guys, if you're listening to this and you're enjoying it so far, definitely check out Ron's website, ronmorehead.com. Pick yourself up a copy of the uh, Voices in the Wilderness and the Quantum Bigfoot uh, book. Uh, I mean, they're both solid, solid books. You get the whole story from there as well.
0: Okay. All right, we're
1: back. back on. Hey, <laughs> oh, I gotta ask you, wh- what's the story? What's the story behind the hat? Did you get that? Is it? Oh seven? gosh! Like you know, it's the first time
0: I'm wearing my hat on these podcasts because I usually have a headset on. So I
1: oh yeah, it really no, good I now it. with the microphone here, and I hope you
0: I hear it okay. But uh, sort of behind the hat? <laughs> just uh, you know, I got I got uh, branded with it uh yeah. oh years and years ago by a production company, and it just kind of stuck with me <laughs> okay. if I liked it, and so I just. This is just what you should look like. So, anyway, I kind of started wearing it then. And the first thing you know, it became a real iconic. Uh, people don't recognize me if I take my hat off. <laughs> so,
1: <I> yes. <Yeah>, just... <laughs> no. I. I mean, when you think of Ron Moorhead, you think of the voice, the hat.
0: <laughs> well, the hat is uh is something like I say. This is the first time I've ever wore it on a podcast. You got a new. Well, thank you.
1: Yeah. New going great. on
0: there. Well, I don't like the headset on so much. I get I it. Yep. I get the hat, it, especially when your hear all that stuff you know? Oh I know, <laughs> that kind of it's, helps it. it's
1: wild. <laughs> so going back to quantum I got a question about uh we'll we'll start kind of getting into the quantum Bigfoot stuff. So when a person think when a person sees Bigfoot, do you think it's because they themselves are in tune in a certain way, or maybe because the Bigfoot is revealing itself in a in a way or we just don't know?
0: Well, we don't know but i think it's both what you just yeah. said i think if you're in the right attitude the right frequency i think they might want to engage you and uh i'm not sure about the sightings because i you know the sightings are either an accident or they let you see them interesting
1: they're... interesting
0: So the Patterson. There...
1: Yeah. oh go ahead yeah
0: Well, i was just going to talk about the patterson film that was yes, just yeah they snuck up on it because they were both on horseback riding up bluff creek there and it kind of melted the sound i think and... mm. So they got lucky. Like I, we got lucky up there, but we got lucky over the years. I mean, okay. what well, we, well, we uh, captured up there, their sounds, their vocalizations, it's not the first time people have heard that type of stuff. It's the first time people have recorded it and had the scientific studies done on it, like we've well, we done. And that makes them credible. People say they can mimic those, or some people say, well, they just backed their truck up to some dirt road and had a six pack and had a good time, you know. And no, that's not yeah. what happened. I, very I imposing so. trip very imposing trip I oh, took yeah. david pilates up there uh, you know the missing 401 the hunted yep yep and uh, he filmed me up there for about 15 15 minutes we was up there for a whole week wow and uh it kind of shows what it takes to get into that camp and uh it's not an easy trip and for someone to go in there and pull this trick off on us was just not plausible and just not sensible uh who would have done it why they could have done it and how and who, who were we for something like that to happen? Wow. Uh, actually I, I talked about it here just today from the film Uh, he, oh. uh, uh, got into nineteen twenty-four uh, 24 from the Albert Osman, uh, uh kidnapping, yes. you know, yeah, and, uh, how he heard them chattering when he was held captive for six days, you know, uh, male, and female, and two adolescents. And, and chattering is, is, what you'll hear with these sounds that we recorded the chatter real rapidly. Exactly. That's, uh, that's something uh, that has not been, uh, it's been heard a lot, not a lot, but a lot of people have told me they've heard what we've recorded just like that. But who's walking around with tape recorder? And uh, right. there's there's, it, there's uh, tricks to I should not say tricks, but there's a methodology, I think, to how you get interaction with these things. And most of the time it's just, uh, like you said before, have the right attitude and, and uh, they fail they want to mess with you You get in a hot spot they'll mess with you oh man some guy called me the other day wanting some tips on what to do and so it's more what what you don't do that counts not what you do just be yourself and whoever you are is going to attract them or not uh, and i'm not sure they were supposed to mess with us like they did but they did and because uh, i don't think anything's supposed to mess with our karma who we are what we're supposed to respond to life itself is just a bunch of experiences that all of us have different ones and What's important is how we respond to those experiences, because if you respond to them properly, you're going to raise your vibrational frequency, and you got to get to another frequency to get out of this 3D environment. According okay. to Stephen Hawkins, according to Einstein, nothing can, energy cannot die, and that's what we are. We're all energy at the most minute level of our existence, vibrating at a frequency. And Once you pass on, and this body gives out, your consciousness keeps going. And where it goes, if you're a religious person, you think you're going to go to heaven, or sure. you hope so anyway. Right. And right. then uh, if you're a physicist or somebody else like that, you're just going to go to another dimension somewhere else. And Einstein wouldn't even play with that one. He had no idea. But they did study the Vega, him and Tesla and all those uh, old uh, physicists. They studied religions. And Einstein said... Uh, uh, um, what did you say, science without religion is lame and religion without science is blind. Wow. So uh, I think we said it today, he would say spirituality, not religion, because a lot of religions have their own little box you got to jump through, where spirituality, we're spiritual beings whether we like it or not, we just, we just are. And we're going to go somewhere else when this body gives out. And if you don't respond to everything properly in this body, you're probably going to have to do it again. If you don't learn from your past, you've got to learn it somewhere. We all got to vibrate at a higher frequency to evolve, and uh, I think we're all supposed to evolve. And uh, anyway, I think that's how a lot of the miracles of old by the old masters were done, and how they're done even today is by finding the frequency. Because even the guy okay. a couple thousand years ago said, "You know uh, what? What he's doing, we can do." But I haven't. Well, I can't walk a water yet.
1: Yeah,
0: I learned how to to turn water into wine either. (laughs) Better time that way. That'd be a great
1: business uh, (laughs) prospect there, Ron, is be able to do that. But Yeah, getting back to Portlock just for a second. uh, that was a
0: a fun trip, you know. Uh, They did have something going on up there. The guys are real. They they aren't actors. Uh, Okay. I kind of knew that when I watched it. Uh, But, again, the Travel Channel that that sponsored that, they – Spent a lot of money on that, and uh, the people are trying to reopen that camp. That they obviously, those people that watch the series, uh, knows what's going on. But for those who didn't, 70 years ago, there's people being uh, killed there, torn, torn apart and yeah. mangled, and missing, and what have you. So they just abandoned the village. But they were overfishing it, I think. They were over, they were timbering it. And uh, when I flew over in the helicopter going in there, I, I was looking at the area, we circled the area. Quite a bit, I landed. And uh, I think they were just, they were over-mining it too. They were mining there, mm. they were timbering there, and they were fishing there. Mm. It could be that they were just not uh, taking care of the land the way that I think probably these things would like for them to do, especially trees. They really have a problem with us t- cutting timber down.
1: Mm.
0: And uh, I've had more and more reports over the years of uh, these things being seen around with a clear cutting timber or somebody mm-hmm. just bucking logs. and.
1: Okay. They don't like that at all
0: because trees are what gives us our own oxygen you know and if they, if they do uh, uh want the trees for energy which that sounds a little crazy out there but but if they can do what i'm suggesting they might be able to do uh changing their matter in energy uh, they might just go into a tree to rest or
1: reflect i don't know what well, one that uh, that would be so interesting for, well for
0: that's sure. what, that's what a lot of people i know a couple that have swerved them down they saw them go in and out of a tree <laughs> oh really wow some people say well they came up behind this tree one guy said but his shoulders were that's four true. foot wide that's why how big was the tree? says, well that's pretty strange the trees only two foot round <laughs> oh so, wow so yeah it, it, uh, anyway that's a mm. kind of an interesting uh theory and that's all it is a theory and, uh, i should say a hypothesis on theory because it's just uh, uh, something that people have to keep their minds open to. These things, if they can go out of our perception, like I think they can. See, our whole 3D world is based on Newtonian physics of 1687. And, and that means uh, everything's contingent on our feelings, or what we can smell, or we can touch, what we can see, those five senses that we all have. Uh, it's based on everything being predictable and measurable and material or physical and that's just not true. Everything's not that way. Everything in our 3D world is that way. When you get out of it, which exists, things exist. When people say well, quantum physics only is in the micro world, that's hmm. BS. Quantum physics works from the atom all the way through the cosmos, according to, Steve, according to Christopher Blair at uh, West Texas A M. So for those people that want to down me because it's only works in the micro world, that's because... You don't see, you know, but you know the effects of it from our cell phones, from the microwave oven, from different things like that in the micro world. But it's operating throughout the universe, throughout us, throughout the stars. So you get into that that knowledge and you, you kind of open your mind up. Could the, the dog man exist? Absolutely. <laughs> I don't put it in I was going to
1: just ask you about him, actually. I don't, you know, if these things can change yeah.
0: like that, if they could, if, if there's, and I get into, uh, I you we're into this or now, but alien intervention into the genome of different species on this planet. Oh, okay. and uh, I, I talk about that quite a bit. It's it's what I think has happened. I think aliens have been coming in for not just thousands, but probably millions
1: of years. Are you talking about uh, like you know, Nephilim, or well, that's, or, or that's a little that's, bit different.
0: No, you well, know, if you want to get into religious sort of texts, yeah, but you you talk about the Star People, the, uh-huh. the uh, light light beings of light, the uh, people coming down from the Stars they call them gods, and there was demigods going on. and That's a cross between a, a god of alien being and a, and a genomic center of a planet of some type. So, yeah, because the dog man exists. If some alien wants to change the DNA of some animal, uh, they experiment, I think. And I think that here, this this planet is the jewel of the solar system. Mm. And uh, you know, who wouldn't want to be here? Well, you don't want to be on Mars or Venus. On this
1: no, nice. no. I think this and is. And we're really blowing it up. Fun, we're screwing yeah. it up. You know,
0: <laughs> or we're really not doing it right, and that's concerning. Yeah, I, I think. I think it's I know, concerning to, to uh, aliens and to it should be concerning to us. We should be able to stop hurting and killing and and get back to what we're supposed to be, which is perfection. That's, that's where what have got to go. You get to that by raising the frequency higher and higher and higher. By the way. You do that through love and compassion. <laughs> I, and I was going
1: to ask you that too. Yeah, yeah.
0: love and compassion. Okay. And, and that's how you get better. And that's how, you know, it's easy to just get mad at some little old lady that won't move when the right turns the green and stuff like that. So, not to double the medication or whatever, but have compassion for her. That's uh, right, Have compassion yeah. for these people that, that aren't quite up to par. Don't let things bother you that, you know, and make you go off on somebody. Uh, you want to, want to treat people better and do better things, and that makes you a better person, number one. It makes everything better. You don't get sick anymore, by the way. I mean, you can actually keep from having anything going wrong with you. I had my blood work done the other day. and finally got a doctor here in North Carolina to see me.
1: Okay.
0: And everything is right with me. I mean, I haven't been sick in years. I I just, it's just, uh, be happy. That's the one thing I want to say. If you're going to go out there and try to engage these things, have a good nature to you. And, uh, that's just my, my two bits worth there.
1: So yeah. what I'm getting from that is if you're going out there with an intent to cause harm, you probably won't have the best luck is what I'm thinking.
0: <laughs> I think you're right on target there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and we and- were
0: hunters, but we weren't, we were not run a shootout. We didn't want to do that. And I think they knew that. And, uh, they didn't start interacting with us up there until, I mean, really interacting with us as far as me yelling back at them or them coming back at me with something until 1974, when we'd already been dealing with them since 71. But I think they, they knew we weren't going to shoot at them. They knew we didn't want to. I was up there with another guy, and I just happened to have my little cassette recorder. That's all we had in those days was cassettes, you know. I pulled gotcha. out of my saddlebag and started recording this, and that's where the samurai cry comes from, The people go uh, yes, yeah. on. Yeah. That's the night I saw one running through the trees. I said running through the trees. Was so fast. And it just floated through the tree line there. And Wait, just,
1: sorry. So you, you saw one running through the trees? Yeah. Well,
0: I don't going through the trees. But yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: And uh, that was uh, exciting. Me, me and one other guy was packing supplies on the horses and mules. And and uh, they started uh, dealing with this right after it got uh, dark and uh, they they do certain things that uh, I can identify, you know, when, when I hear it. Uh, they start doing things to try to draw your attention to what you're going to do. And the first thing you're going to do is probably shine a light to that sound if you don't recognize what it is. And I'm talking about tree popping or rocks popping together, whooping sure, sounds yeah. or something yep. like that. They do all that. And uh, if you react, but we learn just leave it alone. Don't react to that. Just be still, keep doing what you're doing. Gotcha. And have fun be sober. Don't and make
1: notes. That's great advice. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Make yep.
0: notes and be sober. Uh, we were also with very sober camp. So wasn't anything druggy going on or anything like that, yeah, uh, gotcha. so that's what I think they, they do is try to do things that see what your action is going to be. Cause they do toy with you. And then if you just leave them alone, they're coming closer. That's what happened that night. They start coming closer and closer. First thing you know, they start asking me something. I don't know what it was, but you could tell by the the way it's phrased,
1: which I the in, reported. Yeah, the inflection. Uh, that, maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah, the inflection of the sentence. Yeah, yeah. uh, oh, oh. like, I, I again I underestimated them. I was just trying oh, to yeah. mimic. I was trying to mimic them that night, and, and uh, I wasn't yeah. doing a very good job of it. But I think they thought it was kind of funny was funny i guess in retrospect I,
1: guess. I mean i I don't know how I would honestly how I would handle that i mean I would have so many paradigm shifts happening in my mind so quick you know mm. to experience something like that and it's that's this wild but I love hearing your story yeah. um i'm I'm curious uh I love uh, asking a question similar to this to all the different people I talk to is over the years uh, that you've researched Bigfoot, are there books that you found lean, that you've uh, leaned on or that you, they're always on your bookshelf? Anything that you uh, recommend when it comes to books for study?
0: Uh, not really. I mean, okay. uh, uh, I I gave my books to my daughter. <laughs> Most of them. <laughs> okay. uh, but uh, I suggest people look into uh, Quantum Physics 101, just simple ah. Learn learn quantum physics, what it's all about, because again, if if your parachute don't open, you're in trouble, so keep your mind open like a parachute, and and don't be fixed within the parameters of a certain discipline, and don't have your mind made up of what you think they are, and try to make whatever you're dealing with fit into that box that you've got going on. Get get outside the box of uh, Newtonian physics alone, and learn uh, quantum science, and what it's all about, because... I think any researcher that's not looking at that is uh, doing a discredit to himself because it's a science that does exist, it's established. If why not use it as one of your research tools? And, uh, mm. That's that's where I go with it because uh, I find I know very professional people that just won't get into it all. But you know, a lot of these people respect like the academia. They're trained within disciplines, and they they can they have to stay within that box, or they lose their tenure. They all lose their you know, loser credibility with their colleagues, a lot lose losing funding for the next project. Uh, sure. I know these guys, some of them personally, and, and that's what happens if they get outside that, that discipline that they've been trained in, yet they'll go to church and talk to God on Sunday, you know, right. <laughs> and here's what I say. I say, you know, if you believe in, in a God or something or anything in the hereafter, welcome to the woo-woo camp because <clears throat> they, they say well, they're the flesh and blood or they're over here in the woo-woo. Well, no, you can have your flesh and blood and your woo-woo together because we are all fresh and blood there's no good around that these nice. things are flesh and blood
1: that's okay. a fact
0: you know but there's more to anybody than just flesh and blood mm. flesh and blood Newtonian physics does not explain consciousness it doesn't explain sure. telekinesis It doesn't explain deja vus that we had doesn't explain, it doesn't explain remote viewing that the FBI and Russia's used for years uh, it doesn't explain
1: who oh, oh, yeah. oh, it doesn't yeah. explain
0: yeah. doesn't explain yeah. who we are yeah these dude. things are, are have a human component to them. They may have the same attributes that we have. So they can do a lot of things we're doing and more because maybe they've been here longer. Maybe some alien has made them into something that, that from a primate, they took a carbonite, which has evolved. I'm not against, I'm not against uh, Darwinism at all, but I think there's a piece missing there.
1: Mm, uh, Interesting.
0: And I, I do believe that different types of aliens are different frequency beings out there. Uh, Probably a lot of them have been on this planet. Uh, some of them, I think, are here now. I've seen a UFO when this Bigfoot stuff was going on up there. And uh, a lot of people, about like 20% of people that uh, you talk to, about 20%, uh, is a UFO sighting with a Bigfoot. And that was, yes. uh, I got that out of 2012 Huffington Post when they uh, found an article out of the Eureka Times, I think it was, where uh, a rancher and some uh, Native Americans saw this uh, large moon coming down and three crazy bears jumped out of it oh man that's wild that's, that's one of the first reports of uh, <clears throat> yeah of uh, possibly bigfooted alien connection so i think i think there is an alien connection to them uh, I think an alien connection to us because you really get into who we are as humans and you get into biblical research i was raised religiously i'm not religious anymore but we're okay. spiritual like i say we're all spiritual beings sure uh but if you get into god and in the is the pearl there's some pretty good uh, evidence to show that if you really research uh, Sanskrit and get into uh, a lot of the ancient texts besides yeah. the survival. God is plural. It also says God is light. All, all these reports about the light beings with the shiny ones and things coming out from the sky, they call them gods. Well, if we're made in that image, we're made very special. And I think people underestimate who we are as humans and we've been given dominion on this planet and that's why they don't mess with us because sure. we are here to evolve into something better. And we're supposed to be doing that through love and compassion. And uh, hmm. that's where I go with where I think anyway, and uh, it, it's exciting. I got to tell you, it's exciting. Uh, it's hard to keep me excited this late <laughs> in the night, but <laughs> he's, he's in bed by now. But Ron, but I
1: appreciate you being on this so much. You have no idea. Cause like you're an hour ahead of North Carolina and like, yeah man like everyone <laughs> go pick up uh go to ronmohead.com pick up some some copies of quantum Bigfoot and uh voices in the wilderness and is there a, what's the best way to hear like to hear the Sierra sounds there's a recording correct?
0: Oh, yeah, I have two CDs also okay, on my right. on my website ronmohead.com you you'll see these are all downloadable so are the books uh, so you, can, you don't have to buy the hard copy you just want to download it and uh, in uh, Voices of Wilderness, my first book. I, it's my chronicle of doing this for so many years. And hmm. it gets into the context of what sound I was hearing. Then you can hear the sound with the download. So there's oh, a download, cool. download okay. leak in the back yep. of the book, page 126, actually. And uh, if you hook into that, you can hear every sound I'm talking about. I think I put 24, 26 sound bites in there uh, that we were hearing at different times. And the context of the sound hooked right up to. And what I've gone through, a little bit of my... Peruvian, my trip down to South America with, hmm. and uh, well, how I think the, the trail ran from the uh, elongated skull By the way, they had like 30% more brain matter than we did. <laughs> than we because
1: the, the skulls are yeah. Massive.
0: However, the Incas, when they cradleboarded their youth to get the, the elongated skulls, trying to uh, mimic probably what these pre-Inca people could do, they didn't get more brain matter. They just got a long skull. <laughs> so... <laughs> And we oh, was uh we was able to actually uh mummify one that, that was found down there
1: really and uh,
0: took it apart and uh, examined it and uh, i down there two oh, different cool. years to different scientists on two different expeditions we weighed the skulls we checked them out went into the high country went into the megalithic structures and uh, went into some places with brian forrester that uh, you don't normally go to mm. and uh, it was exciting oh, that'll oh, open your mind up
1: wow that's that's in, uh, that's interesting, Ron. So you're actually boots on the ground, hands on, like looking, at researching these mummies. But you're like, you're on hands on. <laughs>
0: yeah, I didn't touch the mummy. I messed not want to mess up the DNA. Yeah, yeah. You know I to, mean, I, someone, I, I don't know want to I say remember. something about, yeah, the, you know, yeah. thumbs down. Yeah. Or he's off in the weeds there somewhere. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. When they, when they say I get off in the weeds, I well, maybe that's where Bigfoot is. You know?
1: <laughs> that's true maybe that's why we haven't had what what do you think is going to be uh do you think this generation is going to be the one that finally like proves bigfoot 100 percent? science is on board 100 percent. or like will there always be this cat and mouse game uh it's go? hard to say you know as I long know, as
0: these things not- have been trying to be exposed and they haven't been exposed yeah you don't find their bones or their bodies of course that's wouldn't be so unusual you don't find bones and bodies of or- too many things out in the wilderness. It takes care of itself, cleans up itself.
1: Gotcha. You
0: know, I, I had a bear die on my problem. My ranch one time oh, and got hit by a car or something and ran up into my property. And I ran across it out there in the field. And I, you know, I looked at him and watched him and a year later, there's less and less. And then also there's nothing there. You could never tell if he was ever there. Just wow. Nature, nature cleans it up.
1: You know. It's true.
0: Uh, but I think these things probably take care of their own because I think when they're in our 3D environment, they live by our 3D rules. Makes they, sense. They can bleed, they can breed, they can poop, they can eat, they do all things we do. Yep. I think when they have a young one, which they do breed, right. uh, when there is a young one, we had a little nine inch track up there in the snow with an 18 inch track one time, and we recorded okay. that voice too. That voice is on that book, the download I'm talking about. Too. Gotcha. And, uh, you can hear a small voice and a big voice coming down on it. That's the uh-huh. night of the samurai cry. And uh, so I, I'm pretty sure when they have a young one, they have to keep it in this environment until it learns mm. more about how to trick humans or what they have to do. <laughs> but I don't think they're supposed to interfere with us. You know? I don't think nothing's supposed to interfere with us. That's why unless something catastrophic, catastrophic is trying to happen, uh, and that's what could be happening these days and times. So, oh, some aliens, I think, are going to appear. If you get into biblical scriptures, you talk about it talks about as it was in the days of Noah. You right. get in the days of Noah, what went on? You know, past. Ron. If
1: we want to get, if yeah. we want to get wild, they are appearing right now. <laughs> people are are like, see, there's people are seeing stuff and like they are yeah, yeah, by yeah. duke plants and like, yeah. dude, that's crazy yeah. stuff, Ron.
0: It's all coming about. It is. We live in an interesting time. I hope I'm around to see it longer because it could happen any time. For sure. uh, the way the Russia's doing it uh, just uh, you don't know how this is going to come out but we've got to we've got to claim peace somehow we've all got to get together and and, and somehow make this better we don't want this planet to be destroyed neither no, do aliens no. so i think they're going to probably step in and stop something uh, that's my opinion on I mean, it. it's kind of way out there a little bit but they will interfere if we're going to destroy this planet like like could happen with the bombing stuff. So uh, they don't want that to happen anymore than we do. Exactly. That's peace loving people anyway. <laughs>
1: so I think really the takeaway is everyone stop being just be a nicer person. Raise, there you are. raise yeah. yourself up, you know. Well, it and makes you feel better
0: about everything. Yeah. You know? yeah. Exactly. Yeah, don't be a victim. Some of the people want to be a victim. Of oh, I know. Circumstances. I know. Right? Yeah. I know. Like Billy Jolie wrote a song. You know, the victim of circumstance. Well, don't be a victim <laughs> of circumstance. You know, just accept that as, as what you chose somewhere in your karma of spiritual yeah. being. That sure. you needed that to learn how to respond to it and learn learn how to respond to everything in a positive way. Gotcha. Don't be the victim of anything. And, uh, hmm. Because if you had it happen, I, I, I say this too, don't, there's no such thing as a, as a loser. You either win or you learn something. i love uh, that i love it so you have to learn you have to learn from all this or you're gonna have to repeat it that gets into multiple embodiments which i think is being thought about more and more because it makes so much sense to me and it makes sense in the whole picture that that i've been picking out of the sky
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh man oh dude it feels like we barely scratched the surface but we, we had a good chat ron I'm so thankful for you coming on tonight um how can people keep best up to date with uh with what you've got going on today
0: well you know I'm a little bit lazy about posting where I'm speaking
1: I, I got a couple of things
0: lined up for this year conferences I just came out of washington i flew back there for conference and tell okay. and I got to go to know uh, uh, I think it is going to Hastings uh you yeah, know uh next month. And in between, I do what I'm doing right now. And uh, I was had a filmer here today doing that stuff. And just oh, cool. uh, yeah. stay busy doing things. And uh, just this stuff this is all I do. Now, I fortunately my, my life, have a lot of experiences and, and I did well in business to afford to you know, the means to get around and do what there I want to go. do. And, and, uh, you know, been a private pilot on and on airplanes final over exploring wow. this big, big phenomenon and interviewing people talking to people about and what you what you find is there's a common a common denominator somewhere between all the different reports you can't just say those people are crazy or
1: that's no are, no there's something yeah.
0: right about it and that uh, you try to put it together with sometimes an answer the answer that you know what the problems that happened with us up there sometimes we thought our camp was being tore apart you, you look you know, take all our cans and barrels that we haul up there and mules being oh, strung wow. out all over the water. You look yeah. out there, nothing's changed. Well, how do you explain that stuff? Uh, sometimes, you know, just crazy things. I talk about this in my books, but uh, there's there's a scientific answer behind that. First of all, these things are 20 us. So they're messing with us. Mm. And uh, we didn't know that at the time. We thought, wow, that's strange. You just got to put it up on the shelf because it doesn't make any practical right, right. sense. Exactly. In the quantum world, it makes sense. You can, you yeah. can figure it out because There's so much going on in the quantum physics that uh, it's just an exciting world, an exciting time we're living in. Mm. But yeah, my stuff on my site is all downloadable, and it's ronmoorhead100.com.
1: Fantastic, ron uh, Ron ronmoorhead.com. Yeah, you got it. That's and definitely pick yourself up a copy. Get get the whole story for sure. You got a a little a little snippet of it tonight. Get the whole story in the book uh, from Ron for sure. Uh, again, Ron, thanks for coming on. You're going to hang out a little bit uh, longer. we have going have an after show with some uh, some members of the Patreons. Going to ask you some questions, and uh, I may have some uh, questions, some more questions of my own, if I can, uh, if I have time to get them in. But thanks again, Ron, for coming on. Thank you, video.
0: appreciate you asking. Me.
1: Thanks for listening to the Bigfoot Society podcast. Please take a few minutes to review the show on iTunes, five stars, as it does help us get into the eyes and ears of more listeners on iTunes Uh, that will help us just get bigger and bigger and get even better quality guests for future shows. Uh, Also, if you have any Bigfoot encounters or cryptid encounters, please send your stories and uh, audio and photos, whatever you've got over to bigfootsociety at gmail.com if you'd like to become more involved with bigfoot society and get some extra content we do have a patreon uh, where you can get all sorts of cool things for example for seven dollars a month You get extra Bigfoot Society content, uh, usually interviews, but other things as well. You get a sweet membership card and a vinyl sticker that I send to you in the mail. You get access to the Bigfoot Society after show, which is an extra interview after the main interview with the weekly guest. And usually they are up for uh, Patreon members to be in that extra show segment with them and me. And you get to ask your... Uh, question live to them and get an answer from the guest which as you've seen what guest we've had in the past this could be a really big deal there's also a private discord where you can get involved with uh, talking to me one-on-one and the community there and that's always a great time you can find the patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash the bigfoot society uh, we're very thankful for all our supporters that we have in so many different ways and appreciate uh, all our listeners coming back week after week to listen to more cryptozoology-based interviews. Uh, Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone. Thank you.